0: Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 470 for the week of July 21st, 2018. I'm your host, Chris Privateer, bringing you the week's RPG news. Hello, everybody. Hello. Morning. Joining me today, Kelly Ryan. Hello. Uh, Josh Carpenter. Hello. Alice Wilkinson. I'm back. And Jonathan Stringer.
1: Good morning.
0: Good morning, everybody. What's up?
2: My cat is being noisy, apparently, and
0: singing to us.
2: Yes, very singing cute. the song of his, singing the song of his people,
0: <laughs> which is mostly. Ah,
2: play with me and feed me. You should hear him. Not necessarily when... in that order. <laughs> you should hear him when um, I leave the room and he realizes that I'm gone. He sounds like he's dying. Really? Yes. (laughs) I'm like, wow!
3: Wow!
0: Mine does this.
3: (laughs) Wow! Wow! Wow!
0: Which happens to be also the beginning of the noises he makes when he goes to throw up.
2: Oh, yes. We we call that uh, winding up the hork train. Oh! (laughs)
0: Come and ride it Hawking <laughs> Train
2: <laughs> Chugga Chugga <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah, and any anybody that has a cat knows the sound. Oh, um, yeah. the sound the sound that they replicated perfectly in Shrek Two when uh, Puss and Bits spit up the hairball.
0: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm
4: for me it's usually accompanied by trying to chase him onto a hard surface instead of on the carpet.
0: Yeah, no, that's us too. Or
2: no, the off, the carpet, off the carpet, off the carpet, <laughs> off the bed, off the bed. No, not on the laptop. Oh, come on. I remember one of the, one of the worst ones was um he Jack, one of our cats was in the window above my husband's head <laughs> and the hork train started winding up, and my husband was asleep. And it was like time f- time froze, and I saw a choice flash before my head: move this cat and potentially get scratched, or wake husband up and move and get him out of the path.
0: Vaughn will remember this.
2: Yes. <laughs> so yeah, needless to say, cat cat got picked up. Oh kind
0: of dang ch- it! You made the wrong choice. <laughs> You're supposed to get out the iPhone and start filming.
2: <laughs> but then there's video evidence of what I did. Yeah. <laughs> and so that would probably, probably be used in the divorce court.
1: <laughs> hey, he listened to the show, doesn't he? He knows now.
2: No, No, I told him about it. <laughs> But that's only because I moved the cat, and I didn't allow the uh, hork to happen. You
0: wouldn't have had to tell him about it if you didn't move the cat. (laughs) He would have found out. (laughs) The hard way. Oh, well, that's delightful. Kelly, have you been playing anything other than um, move the hork?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I signed into WoW on Tuesday, and realized that there was no content and lots of bugs and then just signed right back er, or retalented and then signed (laughs) right back out. is that
0: how the pre-patch is going right now
2: yes this pre patch. well i'm i'm glad they kind of didn't do any new content then that all the um lead up to bfa is going to start next week because my god this week has been buggy um I I read R slash WoW quite a bit, and just seeing some of the just awful bugs and login problems that they've had, and understandably so because you know it's a huge content patch, and they did a stat squish, so a lot of the stuff isn't isn't up to par I mean the stat squish is so huge that um, my main character who was item level like 930 is now like item level 250 or something
0: (laughs) okay so does that mean all the old stuff is impossible now or something
2: no no it's all scaled and stuff like that it's just now you're not having huge numbers well I mean so
0: give me some bug examples anything really good
2: I haven't had anything happen to me um, I was, there's like a lot of strange things spawning in Pit of Sauron for some reason. Pe- people were running stuff for transmog, uh, purposes because they changed it so that like if, if a dungeon or if content is 10 levels below you and you go run it, you get like a whole bunch of loot. So people are doing a lot of old dungeons and seeing a lot of weird stuff in old dungeons. yeah, uh, yeah I saw the moonwalking going around.
0: Yeah, I've got a video of that up right now.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> That's the, really cool. Well, there's, my... a, there's, a few, um, there's a few scaling bugs going around, so numbers <laughs> that haven't been adjusted to the fact that people now have, like, I don't know, 20 times less hit points.
2: Okay. Yeah.
5: Which means, and like, like other... it is impossible, or... I just... I'm...
2: Uh, go on, Kelly. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm not sure. I haven't really done a whole lot of this stuff, but uh, the other thing that's I've been seeing is a lot of skinning bugs because um, you can take your orc to the chiropractor now. I just posted a link in the Skype chat of one of the funnier reskin bugs that occurred that had me in stitches. <laughs> Basically, a uh, torn model with an orc skin.
5: Yeah, that's gonna give me nightmares. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> New racial.
0: Oh
2: my god, the mouth! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It looks okay. like a xenomorph. It looks like a Hulk body with a xenomorph face. <laughs>
0: It's Shrek, everybody. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, and the other thing that I ended up doing was that hunt, um, Beastmaster Hunters can have two, a talent that lets you have two pets out now. Mm-hmm. So I went and I tamed the other wolf dog or the other um, robot dog. So now I can run around with two robot dogs and I named them uh, Getty and Lee. Mm. I don't get it. Because they were uh, the one that Rush. I origi- the one that I originally tamed was named Rush.
0: Mm, okay.
2: And I was Katie trying Lee to.
1: Be... Is the lead singer of Rush.
2: Yes. Okay. I mean, they're actually named Rush in Treble in reference to Mega Man, but I wanted to do my own thing.
0: Not the experience we wanted to deliver. Not the experience you deserve, says the lead <laughs> developer. <laughs>
2: Hey, let them get all of this buggy stuff out now. Before, before the expansion. The ac- I get it. Before the expansion. you think I, it
0: would have all come up during the beta, but I guess not.
2: Well, I mean, I can't imagine things going smoothly and uh, that, that smoothly in beta. I mean, there's always launch problems.
0: Well, yeah, that's my point, though. Like, I would have thought all these bugs would have been exposed in the beta, and they could have worked on them there.
5: I guess not. Yeah. Chris, you are hoping for way too much here. Apparently,
2: <laughs> I, I c to say, you're you're a developer. You know that nothing goes. I'm not miggly. a developer,
0: but I would think that since the beta is a
5: copy of the main game,
0: the, well, the things thing, like the, the moonwalking
5: thing... would have shown up. The only thing that they can the thing they can excuse here is um, there will always be a difference in load volume between the beta servers and live. So I can kind of see where they're coming from in terms of like server difficulties and sure. stuff. Sure, but like um, the wrong skins showing up on people. I guess that's just bound to happen at scale. I think I think generally the thing is is they had a lot. Going through their QA department, and they probably fix the ones that caused like server crashing bugs first, and then we're just like, "Well, we've got well, a we got a plate. schedule." <laughs> Let's yeah. hope they have it's so okay. <laughs> many. They have so many testers compared to the millions that play that find all the little things. I think yeah. someone mentioned that they only had like the the QA department for World of Warcraft at the moment is thirty people. Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> so I
0: think my company has like a thousand QAers plus. <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs>
2: But, but yeah, not much to talk about with WoW other than mods being broken and me not being able to find alternatives. But do you have a moose mount? Yes, I do.
0: That's all that really uh, matters, isn't from,
2: it? From 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 the high mountain tauren allied race, go. I believe. And a ghost moose. Okay. What
0: is this mount on the left here? It looks like a white fox thing.
2: Yeah, that's a war fox. I don't PvP so I don't have that oh, one. Oh, that's
0: how you get those? Okay. Yeah.
2: <clears throat> um let's see what else I've been playing. I wasted an entire evening trying to get the perfect score on the Chocobo Racing mini game in Final Fantasy ten. And it. <laughs> you need it that for a me... weapon, don't you? Yeah. And it taught me something. It taught me That, that... you shouldn't play that game? That I yeah, well yeah, there's that. I almost rage quit right there, but it real it made me realize that I just need to come to terms with the fact that I am never gonna hundred percent that game. Because of crap like that. That's
0: probably okay.
2: Yeah. Um it's well. It's the only reason why I tried for it is because I figured, okay, and in, in two thousand two, YouTube wasn't around, so surely somebody came up with a strategy somewhere to be able to get a perfect score on that mini game. And dozens of videos later, it's like, nope, it is completely random whether or not you're going to do well in that mini game. And the the most frustrating part about it is that you you because know it's based on with... what's
0: in the chests and that's random
2: no no you're not at you're not at the right uh, oh, I'm at
0: the wrong minigame
2: yeah that that race is doable I'm talking about the one where you have to you're in the calm lands and you're racing another chocobo trainer and you're trying to get get balloons and you're trying to dodge birds if yeah that's the one that you you should be looking at and you know within five seconds of the 45-second race whether or not you're going to accomplish it or not.
0: And then you and, can't stop or restart, though.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things where you—and I was reading the strategy that you have to get either 12 balloons and not get hit or 13 balloons, but you can get hit once. And the whole time, I was either getting hit once and getting 12 balloons, or getting hit twice and getting 13 balloons. Hmm. And I just got into that mindset of, okay, just one more try, I can do it this time. And then two hours later, it was like, nope, I'm done. Titus is not getting his ultimate weapon, and I've I've just got to be okay with this. (laughs)
5: <laughs> and ultimately, as far as endgame stuff in Final Fantasy X is concerned, um, generally speaking, I think you sort of pick up or you, you kind of, depending on what content you're doing, it, you kind of start leaning towards um, weapons that have four, four empty slots because you then spend all of your time getting items to get the really powerful abilities on those. Yeah. Uh, at least... That Was basically where I stood because I, I mean, I, I feel a little bad. I didn't have any problems getting Titus as one, it was the lightning strikes thing that really pissed me off. Um, so, um, when it came to doing things like the I don't know, the Dark Aeons or whatever, it was uh, you know, farm up these or just you know, don't bother,
2: yeah. And, and to be fair, I don't. I mean, I haven't even tried the Lightning Strikes yet one yet, and I don't think I'm going to just because I'm just going to finish this game and work on the sphere grid and work on just getting really good abilities. But at least the Lightning Strikes one isn't random. At least that's just more of a test of patience more than anything versus this where, I mean— the second the race starts and you see all of the balloons are on the left side of the track, you know that you're not going to be able to do it. Because the trainer if, if the balloons are on the left, the trainer's always going to get them. So that, that that was just kind of a wake up call for me yesterday that, you know, I, I just need to live with the fact that I'm never going to 100% this game. And that, that oh, was This person who got
0: the me. video did did pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: and, and that's the other thing. There's people in those videos that must either have the devil's luck. Oh, the
0: or... trainer keeps getting hit. That's great, and they didn't get touched.
2: They either have the devil's luck or they uh, sold their soul to a devil for a perfect, the perfect RNG. But, yeah, I'm... I'm just gonna do other things to get powerful, and not worry about those weapons. Because that that, if, if I ever find who designed that mini game, I'm gonna just chuck dead seagulls at their face <laughs> until I, their nose breaks. Okay. And, and then, oh, well, repeating, how does it feel over and over again?
0: You should just be doing the Titus laugh the whole time.
2: What would what would you rather have happen to you? The Titus laugh or have chuck me chuck dead seagulls at you till I? Oh no no no!
0: You chuck dead seagulls and do the Titus laugh.
2: So so ha chuck ha. Yeah, chuck.
0: more or less. Yeah, you could yeah. finish it off with a eject shot if you have the uh, you know, the ability.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I haven't even dipped my toe in the ball yet either. I. Well, I, I take that back. I did a little bit of it, but they say that you can't really get serious into Blitzball until after you get the airship.
0: Vaughn says he's so. not taking you to Japan now because I think he's afraid of what you're going to do to people. No, just person. that
2: one person that developed that minigame, Vaughn.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: And then <sighs> um, the last thing I played, uh, and Anna isn't here, um, I ended up ditching Shining... Resonance Oh, you gave up
0: on Shining! Oh!
2: Not because I wasn't enjoying the game, because I was. I gave up on it, or I switched to Octopath because unfortunately that's not a very good portable game.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Uh, I was, you know, I usually play a little bit of my Switch before I sign in to work in the morning, and it's like I don't want to put this down and continue or I I don't want to have to put this down. You know, I'm I'm too sucked into the story of shining. And it Yeah.
0: Okay, so you're liking it.
2: Okay. Yeah, I I was liking the story a lot and I wanted to continue the story and it's just not a very pick up and put down game to me. Okay. It's more of So a, when are you sit- going to play it
0: then? Never?
2: Yeah, I I honestly I don't understand. Don't...
0: You like it too much to finish it.
2: <laughs> I I honestly don't no, I, no, the problem is that I want to devote the proper time to it, in order to enjoy it. So maybe more. it's your
0: weekend game. I don't. I don't know.
2: I don't know. The, I don't know either. And I don't know when I'm going to even start it because I I'm almost tempted to start um, Valkyria Chronicles Remastered after I finish Final Fantasy 10. Hmm. Whoa, whoa,
0: Jonathan, whoa. your mic went crazy again. Nope, he's gone. All right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Because um, Josh and I have been talking about that game, and like something from the heavens shined onto me. It was on sale for fifteen bucks this week. What was? Okay.
4: Remaster.
0: Volcaria
2: Chronicles. Uh... And, and everybody has all been telling me what an amazing game that is, and it's like I, I want to start it. And uh, I mean, like three people on the well, no, two people on the staff. uh, Josh and Wheels have been really selling me on it, and I imagine that before Jonathan went all um, robot voice, that he would have said something too. (laughs) But, um, but something I'm actually playing. Yeah, I um, fired up Octopath Traveler, started from where I left off in the demo. My main character was Hannah, the Hunter.
4: Oh cool I got to her
2: yeah and then let's see then I went and got theron and then I finished Aleph's story yesterday and then I started uh the cleric whose name whose name is escaping me right I can't now.
4: remember her name either
2: yeah <laughs> um I just started her story last night and got got through her initial thing where she's like and that's my story you want to help me So, I've got to go into her dungeon. Um, Aleph's, uh, story and boss was really freaking hard for me. Um, I had to do a little bit of grinding because you end up fighting this gigantic snake that can, that has an AoE poison that just devastates your party. And it wasn't until I got to reading on GameFAQs that you, that Aleph can, um, Buy ingredients to essentially do like aoe heals and combine healing with uh, uh, status recovery hmm. so once i kind once I kind of read about that and went and grind grinded up some money and bought some healing items some of those um healing ingredients, was I able to really really do anything with that boss so I mean that, that's kind of a A cautionary tale that like before you tackle some of these bosses in this game read about what the characters can do and uh, what am i trying to say well Well,
4: also you want to stock up on lots of healing items before you go into a boss battle tons and tons
2: because i i didn't realize that you could buy those reagents that for um aleph's uh Alchemy, or well, he's not an alchemist. What is he? Uh, apothecary, that one. And I, I really kind of like his apothecary skills because you know, if you if you need an AOE heal, you mix mix the two items and you get a huge AOE heal, or you mix a healing item and or you mix a re- status recovery item and another expensive healing item and you get an AOE status recovery. Um. He sounds like he has a lot of versatility With his Apothecary skills Yeah Um what else Um I'm really enjoying The uh on map actions Because um Aleph's uh on map Action is that he can inqu- Inquisite people So you or, Was it inquisit or interrogate
4: Um I can't remember now. I think it may be interrogate.
2: Yeah, well basically he he finds out information about people, and sometimes that information leads to nothing, and sometimes that information leads to a hidden item or a discount at the end, or additional uh, items in the shops. So, you know, go, going to a new town is really interesting because you, you go to and you talk to everybody and then you do uh, Aleph's action on everybody. And then because I have Theon, it's like, OK, let's see what they have in their pockets because his ability is to pickpocket. So every time I see somebody is at, uh, uh or somebody stealing is at 100 percent, I'm like, OK, that's mine. That's mine. That's mine. I the one time I did it at eighty percent, I ended up getting caught, and your reputation in the town can suffer. Ooh. So I'm a little bit I'm a little bit hesitant to not do anybody until I'm at one hundred percent. and I think the um, success rate is based on your level. Yeah, it is. Um, same with uh, Alf's interrogate ability that um he can't interrogate certain people unless he's at a certain level too. So it, it's really kind of fun just go, going to a new town, seeing what actions you can do to people and playing accordingly. And um, I plan on getting all eight characters.
0: Is there a reason you of... wouldn't?
2: Um, you know, I don't know. Uh,
4: the one thing the one of pretty much one of the few gripes i have with the game is that the pacing is a bit like if you're going around trying to get all the characters i'm already trying starting to forget like the first character's story <laughs> like i I, th- I started with tressa and i'm like 8 or 9 hours in and now i'm like what what exactly was her story i'm still not to her second chapter i think it might could have done better with be with the ability to kind of mix in some of the other chapters a little bit earlier
2: yeah yeah, I agree because isn't the second chapter like recommended level twenty two? Yeah, or, or something like that. And I'm what maybe level. I think Hana is level uh fifteen right now, yeah. and I, I'm only on my fourth
3: character.
4: Yeah, I think so... I'm around level sixteen or seventeen, something like that. What am I? Oh, I can't look. But, yeah, that's one of those things, I like, I wish. Man, the, the music in the game is fantastic, though.
2: hope oh, you're roboting out, too. Oh,
0: no, no, he's fine.
2: <laughs> but, yeah, I, I agree. The music in this game is amazing. It kind of makes me regret not getting the collector's edition because it's so good.
4: All the different areas kind of have a different sound to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just got to the thief area, and that one's kind of Celtic. I'm oh like, I love the soundtrack; it's fantastic. Um, yeah, I think it probably could use a little bit more enemy variety. I, by yes. the time I got through the forest, I was kind of tired of fighting those rat archers.
2: Yes, um, I agree. I completely agree with that. I, I not only do I wish there was more enemy more enemy variety, but I wish that there was an auto battle to kind of get through some of these more and and
4: inconsequential.
2: And consequential battles. Yeah. It,
4: it, yeah, it's kind of a pain. It also makes it, makes it annoying, you know, for the, uh, to have random encounters when you're just trying to get someplace. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to go from one place to another, do one thing and like, oh, I'm going to have to fight through five random encounters really still.
2: Yeah. Especially when you're trying to get all the treasure chests in an area because that um, area outside the thief area. Um, I was noticing like treasure chests way, way up in the foreground. And I was like, okay, how do I get to there? And some, so because I mean, this is going to sound crazy, but the graphics are almost too good because you can't really see some of the spots where you're supposed to path up to get to some of those uh, hidden treasure chests. Yeah. Like that's kind
4: of some of the fun part of the the dungeons, is trying to figure out like I can see that treasure chest way off in the foreground. How do I get there?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's fun, and it definitely brings me back to old Final Fantasy games where, to me, the fun of getting through some of those dungeons was to explore every nook and cranny to uh, figure out how to get to places and stuff like that. It's just (laughs) trying to figure out how to get there isn't always as obvious because the graphics are just so gorgeous that some of the stuff just kind of blends into the background and foreground and stuff like that.
4: Especially if it's a cave where they've like really limited your, um, you know, the light is only like whatever it is. You're carrying a lantern, so it can mm-hmm. be really tricky to try and find like where where the path branches off.
2: Yeah, yeah, I was noticing that with the snake cave where uh, you fight Aleph's boss. But yeah, it, it's, it's good. I, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm I'm having a lot of fun with the game thus far, I'm kind of glad that I switched because, um, not uh, only am I having... switched? <laughs> oh, we're so clever. But no, um, I, I am definitely glad I switched. Not because I wasn't having fun with Shining Refrain, but I feel this game is definitely more pick-up-and-play.
0: I still I still don't understand, you know? <laughs> I, I had to stop playing this game I really liked, because I needed this other game. <laughs> I because
2: <laughs> i because i i feel like i wasn't devoting the time to it that it needed to be devoted right. does that make sense yes you can tell that it was a console game that was put on the switch because the switch is popular switch is popular and it's meant to be played as a console the game switch not a portable a console game. yeah you just put it in the dock Yeah, but I'm playing Final Fantasy X on my TV right
4: right. now. Yeah, Don't play it too much in the dock or it might melt.
2: (laughs) Have have people had melting docks?
4: No, uh, people have had deformed switches, yeah.
2: Okay.
0: Hey, you know what I did this week on my Switch? What'd you do? I uh, replaced the latch in my left Joy-Con with a metal latch. So now the left Joy-Con is no longer just randomly popping off of the side of the switch.
2: Uh, Oh, I upgraded my Switch too. I bought a 128 gig um, SD card because they were on sale uh, on Prime Day for like 20 bucks.
0: Yeah, I bought my little upgrade kit on Prime Day too.
1: (laughs) I was very tempted to get that as well.
2: What was the upgrade kit?
0: That's my uh, the, the. the little latch and the screwdriver you need to open the Joy-Con.
1: Oh,
2: okay.
0: Problem is I tried to do it my right Joy-Con as well, but I, I stripped the screws instead. So I don't know what I'm going to oh. do with that one.
1: <laughs> oh. So your Joy-Con would pop off or was it kind of wiggly?
0: It was popping off.
1: Oh, wow. mine <laughs> My right one kind of wiggled and it would annoy me when I was holding it. So I did this little tape trick and that made it nuts. So I guess it got away that little gap or filled in that little gap so not, it doesn't wiggle
2: I'll t- I'll tell you what. Had I not had dental work this week, I probably would have stocked up on those 128 gig memory cards like gallons of milk at that price. But unfortunately, because I had dental work, what that price I was it? D- uh, I think it was like forty or fifty bucks. I want to say that's
0: that's still plenty of money. I don't know if I'd spend that much.
2: But I mean that's the large that's the cheapest i've ever seen a memory uh card that large hmm. um because i'm pretty sure that like the 400 gig ones run about a 100 bucks
0: yeah they had those too i saw the i looked at that i'm like whoa 400 i don't need this and then i closed the page yeah because <laughs> otherwise but... bad things
2: but yeah, that way I can, that way, at least when the Switch starts filling up with indie games and stuff like that, I will be prepared and not caught off guard. And Though, so I will say the Switch's interface to do any sort of data transfer is awful because you can't just... There isn't one. Right? Yeah, you can't just move stuff to the memory card. You've got to delete it and then re-download it. Yeah. <sighs> It'll Uh, all be
0: better once the online service launches, right? Yeah, (laughs) that's what they tell
4: us. (laughs) Be be thankful you don't have to try and get stuff off of there for like a review. Trying to get screenshots off because it's not organized at all. When you take an SD card out with screenshots, it's just you know file names. You just gotta search through and find what you're looking for.
2: Oh, and I I forgot to write this down. I did play a little bit of Sonic Mania, but not very much. Yeah, Sonic Mania Plus. Hey,
0: you finally got your instruction manual too, right?
2: Yes, I did. I took a video of it of me completing my Sega Genesis box.
0: That's really cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. the the only The only nerdy thing I would love to do next is to try and flash Sonic Mania onto a Genesis cart. Oh wow! But I don't think I'm that not could that technical. <laughs> no, I'm not that technically savvy, and t- technically sonic mania is meant to be more of a saturn game Hmm. as a matter of fact uh, sonic mania plus even has a pinball bonus game that the the graphics are just right out of the saturn um i mean i don't want to go too much into sonic mania plus i know that the encore mode is really really hard cuz you don't get lives you um just collect characters and once you run out of all five characters you are game over
0: All right now you've got me shopping for memory cards we need to move on <laughs> <laughs> Oh I'll tell you what I played this week What'd you play I finished up that Strider game and that was pretty fun um then just kind of a weird ending that came out of nowhere I didn't expect um because i had never played strider in the arcade and this is apparently a retelling of that um once strider was done uh i kind of got caught up in the doctor who marathon on twitch and that's all <laughs> i did all week every night is i was watching doctor who on twitch
5: nah, you've, been, who? You've, you've been enjoying the uh the the fruits of the bbc special effects department oh the my 70s. goodness
0: yeah they are they're something else and let me tell you, that sixth Doctor's um, music theme is just b- b- great. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, as the chap put it, it's like a teenager found a Casio <laughs> keyboard and just spit that one out.
2: <laughs> so is classic Doctor Who so cheesy that it's fun to watch? Yes. It's oh my okay. gosh, yes.
0: <laughs> yes. I-, I find it more fun to watch than what I've watched of the Modern Who. but. <laughs> maybe it's because it's in the chat room and i get to see snarky commentary alongside it and that's affecting me um but yeah this has been this has been fun to stream they don't have any of like the dalek stuff because of stupid copyright <laughs> lawsuit stuff but uh that, well
5: never mind also a couple of those episodes were permanently um are permanently missing from the bbc archives
0: yeah and, and some of the older ones too especially like i was looking through some of the um, streaming services that they have they have something called brit box b-r-i-t-t-b-o-x um, that's what uh, us americans can subscribe to to stream all these classic who episodes and they um for some of the ones that have lost footage they, they've they animated cutscenes and they use audio that came from somebody who recorded it with a tape <laughs> <laughs> wow so, so you just watch these little scenes where they've animated what was happening
5: <laughs> yeah because there was a time where the BBC uh, started uh, basically recording over stuff in the archive um, and I think it was a cost saving measure back in the 70s sure
2: did not um, a bunch of them also burn up in a fire?
5: Oh yeah. Oh quite possibly. Yeah. Um we got and I it means that the, B- the BBC lost a lost a fair number although some of them have been restored from people who had them recorded on like VHS tapes at the time. It's a massive so,
0: restoration efforts and
5: Is the Twitch marathon like going through into the modern
0: era? No it is not. It ends Monday uh, with the conclusion of the 7th Doctor's stories they are not as far as we can tell showing the tv movie that had the eighth doctor and they're not doing modern who in fact what starts on tuesday is a
5: knight rider marathon <laughs> oh, oh boy because I, I think that their other twitch channel because they have two 24 like two streaming channels that generally stream tv series like do tv series marathons i think they're doing like an animation special on the other oh, okay. One. Huh. um the other, um, the other. I mean, the 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 always on channel that uh, David always watches is the Rift Tracks one. Oh, mm-hmm. that's actually really good. There's so, a uh, Rift
2: Tracks Twitch channel.
5: Yeah, they just stream Rift. They just stream Rift Tracks twenty four seven.
0: Rift Tracks oh, is I... about to do a live event in theaters where they do Crawl.
5: Yeah, and they did Space Mutiny like, uh, a couple of months ago. Yeah, the the
2: other Rift Tracks one. Th- not the one with Mike Nelson. What's I don't I can't remember what the other one is oh, called. Oh yeah.
5: No, this um, is the one with this is the one with Mike Nelson and the the, okay. uh, the old MST3K guys.
2: Yeah, the the one with the other three They're, MST3K guys. So that's jo- the thing Joel. else. There's two
5: two of them with yeah. old MST3K guys. Yeah, um,
2: the the one with Joel and TV's Frank and Trace Balloo is coming to my town next month. Oh, fair enough. And I I, Von, Va- 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 we need to get on those tickets if we want to go see them. Just um, an FYI.
5: <laughs> but yeah, their Twitch channel, because um the company that owns Riff Tracks, the one that Mike Nelson, I think it was Mike Nelson started, Legend Films, owns the rights to a fair number of the films that they've riffed. Uh, means that they can basically just stream them without rights issues on their Twitch channel. Um, They're the ones that they typically sell on their site like with the video. Mm-hmm. So sort of the video and the riff. Cinematic uh,
0: Titanic. Watched... That's the one. Yeah, yeah
5: that uh, one. we. We've uh, we've watched some real crap, like thanks to David buying some of the riffs off their site though. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've picked up uh, some Humble Bundle riff
0: tracks bundles, but I've never actually watched through them um, done the ones that I get to the, sync well, up. Or anything.
5: I think the one that made me want to kill myself is the Star Wars Holiday Special one. Oh goodness, <laughs> they have that? yeah that was that was a mistake. They have that with like, video yeah oh yeah they have a they have a a video download of the Star Wars holiday but special with a rip I thought that that was
0: disavowed and all copies destroyed as far as Lucasfilm
5: yeah well, they got a
0: particularly
5: good v h s rip of it and well, that's the thing bought... I can't imagine they'd be allowed to sell the video uh well ever since um I don't know maybe something maybe happened Disney with the did right it when yeah. yeah when Disney bought things out so um and the one that we, we watched, uh, to, to bring it back into something video game related, the one that we watched earlier today was the infamous 1989 Nintendo vehicle, The Wizard. Oh, my God.
0: It's $2 and... off right
5: now on the Rift Tracks <laughs> site. I just saw that. So, so goddamn <laughs> bad. That isn't, isn't, isn't
0: it terrible? So I watched that, not with the Rift Tracks, just with some friends um, like four years ago. And we just like, man, the messages of that movie. And that, that's not a good film.
5: No, it's not. It really isn't.
2: My husband and I have conversations about that movie all the time. Like, how would you? (laughs) How would you do a modern wizard? Would it be like an autistic kid going to a League of Legends tournament? And yeah, how much of it could work without smart or with smartphones?
5: Oh God, yeah. I also there's also the whole thing about free range kids in the late '80s or something. You know the fact that there's, what, these three kids running around Nevada or whatever? No like, parental
2: supervision.
5: Like, I mean, how would that happen in a, in a universe with Amber Alerts? I mean, seriously.
0: <laughs> is that Corey Feldman in this movie? No, uh, uh, I don't, I don't know who it is. is. Who is this guy? It's
2: Christian Slater. Christian Slater, thank Chris, you. I can't yeah, tell them apart. Have they all
5: Christian the same hairstyle. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. No, that film is... is awful god it's really bad it's
2: awful but it's fun to watch at the same time
5: (laughs) so yeah no i they've currently got a uh, thing on the Rift tracks um site um there's a coupon code 12 for their 12th anniversary Mm -hmm. um so if there's anything you want to pick up from them they do some really funny stuff
0: i just don't want (laughs) to pay 10 bucks a piece is a problem
5: no no we were happy to for the comedy
2: See, yeah my husband and i bought like all three of the um twilight Rift tracks we just bought the audio and we was gonna like netflix the netflix the discs to the movies but then we didn't really want those movies in our netflix history so we we, we, uh never ended up watching the oh you just make a new you
0: make a new family member can you just watch well, no, them on this, that one?
2: <laughs> this was Disc Netflix because oh, I don't think the um okay. I don't think they were on streaming at the time. This was years ago with back um, when Disc Netflix was still part of streaming Netflix.
5: I think uh the only one we've we've seen with that was audio only was um the Starship Troopers one. Which, oh and Godzilla. We saw Godzilla as well. The uh the nineteen ninety six or whatever it was.
2: I, I will say it is fun to just go on um, YouTube and just find best of Riff Tracks compilations and just kind of watch some of those and get get the yeah, best try, little tidbits. Bit try, the,
5: try, the, try the Twitch channel sometime. Just see if you can come across their riff of fun in Balloon Land as the chat slowly kills themselves over an hour <laughs> and a half.
2: Um, I, wa- I know that I watched one on prime that was like some demon taking over a house that was uh where these uh, this rock band was
5: oh rock and rock rock and roll nightmare
2: yes yes i watched that one and then at the end like it turned out that one of the rock stars was like an angel and then it had this most epic fight with a guy not wearing a shirt and a demon puppet
5: yeah, yeah, no, that one is, re- we actually, we own that one. Um, and that one actually, it did end up on their Twitch channel, although they had to censor it because that's one of the ones that actually has boobs in it.
2: Yeah, yeah, that um, one had a lot of sex.
5: <laughs> but, oh, that yeah, that film is both incredible and really bad. But it's like one of the, it is, def- it is the definition of so bad it's good, though. especially yeah. the, Especially the fight scene at the end
2: yeah it's like yeah rock band and shirtless guy this is my aesthetic all right I'm down with this and then I tried to watch another one that had uh, Billy Ray Cyrus in it and at that point I was kind of bored
5: mm. have any of
0: you seen cool as ice
5: <laughs> yeah that one That one is on there that one is actually on their channel mm-hmm. I'm just watching this like what in the world is going on <laughs> It's uh, yeah it's that vanilla ice vehicle yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah. There was the one that we watched yesterday. Uh, again, that one is um, really bad. Uh, Battlefield Earth. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, but, uh, wow. Oh, yeah,
1: that's notoriously bad.
5: <laughs> yeah. Um, see, obviously, I'd never seen that film all the way through, because a number of these films I'd only experienced through internet reviewers, like, taking the piss out of them. And yeah, they off- same here. Yeah. And... I you know that's how I seen like the Star Wars holiday special because you know it it's like internet reviewer bait these days. So but actually seeing seeing the whole thing, it just kinda of really lets you know like how amazingly bad it is. So is like are they did has anyone done like The Room or is that like
0: you don't need to? They
5: did I think they did the room live along oh, with that makes Uh sense. we own also the whole um James Wyntw trilogy, which is um uh Jack and Julie Um, I can't remember the name of his second one and then Replica and then Birdemic so Birdemic is obviously the most famous of his films but he did two other films before Birdemic which are not quite so snark bait but they're also really bad
2: Hmm. I forgot how did we get on
0: they did the room live but they can't release it because of one of the cast members I don't understand that but okay that's so strange. Oh, that a
5: shame. I, don't so I know they did a number of other ones. I mean, they did Sharknado live, but that film's basically designed to take the piss out of it. Um, uh, another really good one, actually, is the Miami uh, Miami Connection. That's that's a good one. And we got on there because we were talking about always on Twitch channels. I'm just sharing oh, right. my favorite always on Twitch channel, it is the best.
2: See, I need to get more into these because I only really uh, watch creative and that's because it's kind of a place to hang out during uh, work when I'm busy doing other things.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I only watch most of it because um, David watches uh, David watches it like all the time. I mean, he's watching it right now, but that's because mm. it's his favorite riff currently on, which is a terrible horror film called Ghost House.
0: All right, well, let's move on from Riff Tracks.
5: <laughs> hey, I just wanted to derail this entire thing for a little while. Well, why don't you tell us what you've been playing instead, Alice? So the question is, out of those three games on my list... I which don't care, do want to just start about? with something. <laughs> yeah. Well, although I think there was some talk about... Did someone mention Sonic Mania Plus Yeah, earlier? Kelly did. Yeah, She's I a did. big yeah. fan yeah no it's um i, I got the, that dlc as well when it came out and yeah it continues to be the best 2d sonic game that they've released in ages um they put two new characters in remixed all the levels uh, i finished it yesterday i think it was yesterday before yesterday uh really good worth the money Definitely mm-hmm. worth
2: playing. And I miss I completely misspoke and I don't know where I got this. That um Encore DLC was not free. It was just the time attack mode and some other some other mode that was free.
5: Okay. Yeah. So no, I think uh, I, know it. Oh, they, I they, they put a um they put a patch out a little while ago, I think, that patched in a few things and then they did release the DLC sort of to go with it sort of yeah. thing. I mean, the two characters. So the two characters that they put in, um, they also have their own little unique abilities. And um, there are mm-hmm. two characters that haven't been seen in Sonic games in what, twenty years or something?
2: Yeah, no. Um, Mighty was last in Chaotix, and Ray was in Sega Sonic Arcade, which have- hasn't even been released in the U.S. Uh, and that game uh, is yeah, impossible to emulate.
5: Yeah, Ray, Ray the Squirrel, aka Mario's cape.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because
5: that's basically how his movement mechanic works.
2: But if you try to do it like Mario's cape, you're gonna have a bad time.
5: Yeah, it, the physics are different, but it is basically Mario's cape.
2: Mm-hmm. I I, th- I think that it's one of those things that you have to really, really practice, and it's one of those things for I I, th- I think it is put in there to help speedrunners.
5: Yeah, because... right. Ray, Ray, Ray's whole thing seems to be set up to help speedrun. Hmm so yeah Uh, at this point though if you haven't played Sonic Mania but you like 2D platformers for the love of God, play Sonic Mania it's really good
2: (laughs) yeah but but buy this game so that Sega understands that this is the Sonic we want and not Forces
5: (laughs) (laughs) well yeah you know one of these days I think I actually will still try playing Forces I don't own it I'm kind of mean to pick it up in a sale at some point I
0: picked it up in a sale last year (laughs)
5: And you reason. regret it? I haven't
0: played it yet.
2: Uh, okay, uh, full disclosure: I have Forces, and I, I, I shouldn't have been bagging on it because, while I don't hate the game. Um, it it is kind of frustrating, especially when you're used to Sonic Mania, just because the the physics are a little bit different. But what what little I've played of Forces, I've enjoyed. I just got sucked into the trying to S rank all of the stages to get more gear for my. Uh, cat character.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Ah, yes.
0: See, Sonic well, well, Forces I mean, is the Sonic we deserve, and Sonic Mania is the Sonic
5: we want, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yep.
2: Uh, I, I, I just wanted them to make Sonic Mania too, so bad, and I want Sega to know that I, this I, is the Sonic I we think want. they
0: know, Kelly. I'm pretty sure they got a good idea.
2: they 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 know but the real question is do they care
0: what is mighty he's
2: He's an armadillo
0: armadillo okay because it doesn't look anything like an armadillo
2: well sonic doesn't look anything like a hedgehog
0: he's got got spiky on the back at least sort of i don't know
5: i mean mighty Um, does have the ability as well as his ground slam uh he does yeah he's also immune to spikes yep oh cool Though I
2: noticed that if you fall on spikes from a distance, he'll still get hurt.
5: I think it's okay if you do his ground slam onto them, though. Oh,
2: okay, I w- see. I tried to ground slam spikes, and I ended up just getting bounced back.
5: Oh well, there you go. But, um, oh, the other, the other thing, the other thing that hasn't shown up in quite a while is um, they redid, or they re-sort of redid the uh, Stardust Speedway boss.
2: Oh um, yeah, I couldn't tell if that boss was new or not.
5: It's a refer- another reference to Chaotix.
2: Okay, I thought it was.
5: It's just been recolored slightly. I think it was red in Chaotix, and it's now blue.
2: Yeah,
3: you're you're right.
5: I was like, mm, oh, that's that's that that's another one of those. Just add that to the huge, gigantic list of references from the last thirty years.
2: See, uh, um. I never got Chaotix because even as big of a Sega fan as I was back in the day, I still knew that the 32X was a waste of money.
5: I think I emulated it, like, once a long time ago, and I could never get used to the physics.
2: Yeah. um, Encore mode, and I tweeted this out, Encore mode reminds me of Chaotix, but without that crappy tether mechanic.
5: Yeah. Because I, I think I don't know. I think they might have had a revolt if they'd uh, uh, tried to include like some kind of tether mechanic, unless it unless the physics behind it were like really good.
2: And th- that that uh, pinball mini game um, is right out of Chaotix. Or rather, do, how you get the partner characters and the pinball mini game.
5: Yeah. Um, so the other stuff playing, uh, I put a lot of time into Warframe in the last couple of weeks. Um, I don't know. Have you guys seen any of the news coming out of Warframe? No. Not really been paying attention to that. So they recently had uh, their yearly TennoCon where they announced the open world area for Venus. Um, So there's already an open world area on Earth. That was one of their last major updates. Um, And now they're doing a, a, a frozen one for Venus because in the Warframe universe Venus is a frigid hellhole. Um and uh they there's um it's a they've released a new city for it as well um looks cool probably going to be around uh probably going to be added to the game before the end of the year uh so I thought it was a good time to get a bunch of the earth open world area grind done just because I'd never actually done it um the developers at least recognize that the Earth gr- the grinding for the open world area on Earth was a little bit silly in places and apparently have taken that into account when doing Fortuna and the open world area for Venus. Um, which also includes hoverboards. We can finally hoverboard. Yay. We're talking about um, Warframe
0: or Destiny now because I'm kind of confused.
5: We're talking about Warframe. Okay. Oh right, because
0: you um, want to play more of it so therefore it's Warframe. Right. Got it.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Um and also uh yeah, so there's a really cool song that plays when you go to the uh place on Venus the first time that they introduced to a With hoverboards? No no. It's oh. just just a cool song. So it's not like um,
0: it's not sketching to power of love or anything like that? No. That would be pretty awesome.
5: Um and then uh the other game I've been playing is um Fatextella Link. Now uh, god, how do I tell you this? One? Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's an anime visual novel. How else do you explain well, it? Well, <laughs> it's a Dynasty Warriors game for a Oh, start. I'm confused um, then. But it's in the universe established by Fate Extra, which <sighs> was a sort of RPG visual novel on the PSP? Oh, yeah. Right. PSP. Yeah. Uh, and it, it basically, Extella is set after the events of Fate Extra. Um... And then Fate Extella Link is set after Fate Extella. Now, Extella is actually, has been localized and is even been released on PC. Um, Extella Link just came out in Japan back in, uh, I think it was the beginning of June. And given the large list of characters that they added to Extella Link, I'm like, nah, you know what? I don't really want to wait for Marvelous to localize this one. I'm just going to play it now because it looks really cool. <laughs> um so, yeah, I've been putting a fair amount of time into that as well. Uh, that's a lot of fun. Um, I don't know, an easy way to describe the Fate series, other than, you know, most of the characters in it are famous characters from history, and about 50% of them are gender-flipped, because lol. Okay.
0: You'll be able to play Fate Extella Link later this year, if you're listening to this. Uh
5: yeah, I think so. I think Marvelous have announced that they're localising it, but mm-hmm. it's not like scheduled for release until December or something. Yeah, something late. Um, the main character is uh, is actually not a cute girl. It's Charlemagne, you know, the famous King of France. Of course, he's just very happy. He's very good. <laughs> <perfect>. Okay, <laughs> you know, he's kind of like typical Shonen hero type thing. You know, very upbeat, quite cheerful, that kind of thing um yeah yeah there's a lot of text in that game though but yeah i kind of really expect that from the fate series now just these gigantic walls of text like i can't remember where i saw it the the comment about you know we should probably feel sorry for the person who picked up the original fate stay night expecting like a a visual novel with some sex scenes in and instead got a like a massive wall of text about magecraft in japan in the early 2000s <laughs> okay <laughs> and lots of cooking oh yeah cooking yeah lots and lots of cooking um but hey i mean you know in the fate universe king arthur was a woman hooray this is this Wouldn't is my make canon queen for arthur? English history queen arthur then well, she's always referred to as King Arthur. Of anyway. course. Okay. Sorry. What was I thinking? Yeah, that'd be crazy. So, um, uh, also, the, I mean, the main character of, or one of the main characters of Fate Extra, who is co- who goes into Link, is Nero Claudius, who of course is also a woman. Because you know, uh,
0: you know what? I don't care anymore. Josh, what? Did you... <laughs> Josh, what did you play this week? <laughs> Oh
4: yeah! Besides Octopath, that was the main Just thing. Just tell I played. me you didn't I'm... play more Fate Extella No, no, no Fate. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh, I played a little bit of Dragon's Crown for an upcoming uh, RPG backtrack, which there there will be a long to to give you a a tantalizing taste. There'll be a long fill rant about the multiplayer in that game. <laughs> Because they a long well, they lo-
0: rant. Who would have expected that? Yeah, who would have guessed that?
4: <laughs> well, there were there's. They lock you out of the multiplayer for like the first half of the
0: game, and they don't tell you that. <laughs> okay, good
4: because to know. Because
2: that's so, because that's good game design
0: for what looks like a multiplayer beat 'em up.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah.
4: yeah, with, with well, not the greatest AI partners.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: So you're just stuck for the first half of the game with the <laughs> not awesome AI partners. And and I I don't understand why they locked it for that long. You you can kind of see it for like oh you know lock it for the first couple missions, let you kind of get your your bearings before you dive in with someone else. But yeah, I don't know why they lock it for like the first six or seven hours of the game, <laughs> whatever it was. Sure. Uh, like it, it's fun. It looks gorgeous. It's a vanillaware game. They all look gorgeous, but.
2: It, Please tell me you're playing as bouncy witch.
4: Oh, no, I was playing as incredibly muscular Amazon
2: uh, Chun-Li Eyes, okay.
4: yeah. Amazon's pretty awesome. <laughs> okay. But oh yeah, all of the characters are just ridiculous, over the top characters. <laughs> like the 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 dwarf just has muscles on muscles. But that's Kamatami, boy. And then, uh, otherwise, I've been playing more Zvi, nah. which... I, you not, keep posting screenshots. Is... It looks very cute. It is. It's very, very cute. Like Pockle still has terrible puns. Like you what traded, was the one I you, you traded a bunch of donuts for a piece of sushi, which I didn't understand. Yes, I did. I, I don't understand that either. But that's how the game works. You trade. You take ten of one food stuff, and you trade them for one other type of food stuff that gives you more experience than the 10 put together. And yeah, you trade in 10 donuts and then they give you a thing of sushi okay. and I'm like, okay, that's Perfect. weird. Yeah. Sometimes it makes sense. And sometimes it's just totally non sequitur like that. You know, sometimes you'll trade in 10 fish and you'll get like a fish pie and you're like, okay, that makes sense. But sure. yeah, I don't know how they do donuts, to just donuts, the sushi, but Pockle, Paco- Still has his terrible puns. What was the one I, I posted the other day? Let's say. Something about this tree
0: intrigues me. No, that's not <laughs> even that's not even a good pun. No <laughs> Oh no.
4: man, the whole game is like that. Ugh. But it is super cute. I'm you so know,
2: y- it occur- it occurs to me that if the um four kids Pokemon dub is to be believed that donuts and sushi are the same thing. Well at least rice balls. Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: Donuts are ra- made of rice. <laughs> Eat your hamburger, Apollo. Eat your hamburger. Gosh.
4: Oh, adventures and localization decisions. Uh, but that, that's pretty much it for me. No,
0: you played Octopath too, though, right? Yeah, well, we talked about that. I know, we already that. talked about it. But now Anna's here. Hi, Anna. Hello. Anna. Did you hear that Kelly put down Shining Resonance Refrain because she was enjoying it too much and needed something she could play less so she went to Octopath Traveler?
2: You were like completely misconstruing my reasoning for wanting to put down Shining just so you
3: know.
0: <laughs> Anna's been playing Shining and that's why I'm trying to get her to talk about it.
3: Yeah, I finished Shining. She finished it! Yep. That's right. That was fast. 35 hours?
2: That, that probably sounds about right. Yep.
0: And Anna's jumped into a new game.
3: Yep. So
0: just, did what was your overall feelings on Shining Residence, Anna?
3: I wanted to like it more than I did. Oh.
0: <laughs>
3: That's kind of sad. Just.
0: It. <sighs> Ouch.
3: I, I think the thing, and it's something that I talked about on Twitter. It's something that that is going to come up in the JRPG July week three. Is like, I think to me the thing that is most fascinating is coming off of Odin's Sphere to Shining Resonance Refrain, because both of them have the same number of systems, but in Odin Sphere they are incredibly well designed they are explained to you well, and they have the right number of options. In Shining Residents' Refrain, they're given to you very awkwardly, they're not well explained, and they're very bloated. So it's like there's a trade system and it's super cool. And you have this grid that you can place everybody on. Um, And that's kind of the extent of the explanation that you're given. So you are thrown these traits all throughout the game. And it's cool that you get to sort of discover more things about people as you um, uncover these traits. So like one of the traits that you get is like um, carrot hater about Kirika. And so some of them are really funny. Um, But the problem that you have is that, like, you can totally nerf your grid and make no one interact with nobody. Also, some of the best ones that I found were stuff that was introduced super early in the game. So it was like, why would I experiment with some of the later ones when the best ones I already seemed to have? Also, I think you need to use them to level them up, but I'm not sure because it's never explained, and so the deeper you get into the game, you're still getting traits, but it's like, okay, what, what entices me to use this? So, yeah. Kind of a bummer.
1: So is it like you say it would be more like good ideas, just not executed
3: well? Yes. Maybe... Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it was like, the game was like, if, if the game had stuck to like 15 traits spread across all the different characters, like if each of them had, so as far as I can tell, all of the characters have something like 30 traits, at least. There's a huge number of traits that you can unlock for people. If they had minnowed that down to like 10 or 15 each even cutting that in half would have made things way more manageable
1: you know i'd say sometimes i like games that are just bad i I wouldn't say i like them i appreciate more if they're bad than if they're hey this is pretty good except for this this and that because you can see how good it could have been and they just kind of fail and then that makes man now it's a waste
2: yeah so, how was the story? Because that's exactly why I ended up putting it down because I felt like I wasn't giving the story the time that I I felt that it needed.
3: Oh, it's super predictable. Nothing okay. nothing is going to surprise you in that story. It's super well written, but the localization is absolutely fantastic. Um I laughed a ton at that game. I <laughs> I had I had lots of feels where I needed to have feels and the characters really do pop on the good people side. Um but all the evil people are incredibly one-dimensional. I mean, I
2: I am not expecting like a story that's going to blow me away like a final fantasy game, but I just I from what I've played so far, I'm liking the story just for its kind of cheesy anime plot.
3: Yes. Yes, this game is 100% anime.
2: Yeah, I and sometimes
3: so. that's exactly what I like. Yep. So yeah, I mean, it's. I feel like I'm in such a weird spot because it's not that the game is bad, but it it's not good either. Hmm. It's just there. It's there. So if you want an action RPG on your Switch, it's an option.
0: It's an option.
3: Combat's fun. It's well written.
1: You know, I bet.
3: Pacing is crap. So, if you're going to play it, have lots of patience.
1: Yeah, I was kind of warned about this, too, from some people that I've checked out the Japanese release of it. Yeah, and yeah. It
3: and, and I mean, I knew like... some of this stuff going in. Like, I knew it was painfully anime. Um, I did not know how bad the pacing was going to be. So, your mileage may vary. Some of these things may annoy you more or less than they annoyed me. Um,
0: I bet Jonathan has been playing games with better combat.
3: I have been (laughs) playing a game with much better combat, too. Oh,
0: okay. Well, then before Jonathan tells us about PUBG, (laughs) how about you tell me? I've been playing Tokyo Xanadu. That's a thing.
3: Yep. So, Tokyo Xanadu is uh, built straight on the trails of Cold Steel engine.
4: Yep. Including using some of the character models taken, just swapped
0: right in. Yep. Because they're fan favorites? Yep. Yep.
3: Yep. So, um, oh gosh, what's her name? She's short and got a ponytail. Toa. Toa, yes. So, I guess Toa is so popular in Japan That they have just made her a teacher in the new game. Mm
2: -hmm. She's
3: not the same Toa as Trails of Cold Steel. So she has a different last name and a different personality. But yeah, the exact same Toa model. And she's still called Toa. (laughs) And so you are playing a bunch of kids in high school. Like a bunch of kids in the academy. There's a lot of parallels to Cold Steel. Um and so, um, this girl who, uh, Japanese trope, she's, she's lived overseas and shows she's mysterious and has blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like total Japanese Okay. Trope, um, moves to town and, and enters your class. And, um, so she, you're, you're, a, you're a kid that your parents are mysterious Are you a kid or
0: you're a squid?
3: You're a kid now. Oh, you're you're, a, you're kid? a high school kid.
0: Okay.
3: Um and your parents are mysteriously not around. I don't know how common that is in Japan or if that's just another trope.
4: It's just a trope in anime. <laughs> okay.
3: Um yeah, you just you live alone because your parents are somewhere not around. Um and so you you do part-time jobs. And so you're you know, done your part-time job and you see the 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 new girl. The transfer student wander off and uh then she gets sucked into a red door and so do you. Oh you should go in after, yeah. Yeah. So it turns out that they are eclipses and they happen when people experience strong emotions.
0: So you could say it's a total eclipse of the heart.
3: <sighs> I'm leaving now.
5: I'm Hang seconding on. that I'm seconding <laughs> that sigh. Like Jesus Christ, that was bad. <laughs>
3: All right. So now that I'm done throwing my wedding ring at you, ow. Yes. Yeah, so better, there, there are eclipses. Bet- oh, sorry, Kelly. Yeah, no, you better pick that up before one of the cats eats it. Oh
2: yeah.
3: Oddly, they don't seem to care about my rings. I've left them oh. in places that they could get at them, but they just don't care.
2: Oh, mine think that the that anything that's round is uh, an ring shaped is a now, toy. Now hair ties. <laughs>
3: I have learned that if I leave them anywhere accessible, they are no longer mine. <laughs> so yeah, yeah there, I guess. there there are eclipses opening up in the town for... because reasons. Um, and so the biggest departure from Trail to Cold Steel, besides the fact that this is, like, modern and not sort of medieval punk uh, tech-ish, um, is the combat system. And so... Um, This is like a real-time, timed action dungeons. And so you go in, and a timer starts, and you have to basically run through the dungeon, um, killing things as quickly as possible. And so you're timed on how quickly you go through the dungeon, and you have to... you're, You're sort of judged on, like how quickly you kill things whether you do elemental kills whether you do overkills whether you destroy boxes along the way Um, yeah on a bunch of different things and the idea is is you want to S rank all the dungeons and so you can go back in and try to do them again so and you as you get more party members you can basically flip between them sort of like an ease game where you just like press a button, and everybody has like a different element associated with them, and so you try to find like the enemy's weaknesses. And the, again, there's a lot of tie-ins to that cold steel, so it's like you can. Um, there's like a button that you can press, and you go into like a a dual mode, um, where you automatically target the enemy's weaknesses, even if you don't inherently have even if you don't inherently target their weaknesses. So there's like a, there's like a weakness chart where it's like fire beats ice and then ice beats wind. And then wind beats earth. As I which think. one beats heart? Uh, shadow beats shadow. Okay. Yeah. There's no heart, Chris. So, and it is set up in a chapter, um, flow again, just like cold steel. And exactly like Cold Steel, it has a quest system where there's optional quests and real quests to do. And there's a cooking system and there's a guy who wants to eat all of your crappy cooking and all of your good cooking. Um, And there's um, crystals that drop and you can turn them into orbs and you equip the orbs onto your weapons and there's slots and you unlock the slots and you upgrade the slots and... If you've played Cold Steel, all of this should sound super familiar to you.
4: What did they change the the snowboarding into?
3: Um, skateboarding, I think. Yeah. Alex has mentioned it to me on Twitter, and I forget. I haven't gotten that far yet. Oh, okay. So I just started Chapter 3 last night.
4: Like, this one was done by a lot of the younger um employees at falcom yeah. like they took the lead on making this game so it's kind of i've been wanting to play it to just kind of see what it's like because it's gotten mixed mixed opinions as compared to the rest of the falcom games
3: i really like it because um, it it feels like cold steel with a twist with a very yeah. modern twist so it feels good because i feel like i'm slotted right into very comfortable mechanics Um, But the story is totally new, and the environment is totally new, and it's very modern. So I I feel really comfortable with it, and it I mean because it's like a bunch of kids in high school doing high school things, it feels like a Persona game to me, (laughs) and I'm always down for that. (laughs) So yeah, I'm really excited to be playing that. I'm I'm like maybe five hours in, so you know maybe maybe the shiny just hasn't worn off yet, but yeah i'm I'm really excited to continue playing that
4: i know alex really liked it
3: he did yeah i've i basically have been wanting to play this since i finished cold steel in like january but i was waiting for a sale and it never went on sale and then i guess i had it on a wish list somewhere and my father-in-law bought it for me for my birthday so yay yay
0: it's good timing yes
1: all right. Jonathan, what you been up to? Well, I haven't been on the show in a bit. I've yeah. actually had a very busy July and into June. So I had to go travel to Boston for work, and then I had some family in town. Then I went fishing out in the co- at the surf fishing. And then and we've been doing a lot of um, – I've had some friends. I've been doing a lot of board gaming lately and tabletop gaming. So mm. I've talked about it before. I've started – Painting and assembling miniatures and all that stuff, but uh, I'll get back to that in a minute. Uh, video game wise, since I've been so busy, I've only kind of been playing uh, pick up and play, you know, games like PUBG or Mech Warrior Online with friends. Um, so I kind of taken a pretty decent lull in playing on Battlegrounds for a bit, uh, but they released a new map. They had a big new content patch, so third third maps out. It's a lot smaller a lot faster paced um, and the loot density is is uh, a lot higher uh, due, due to this so you can kind of get in and get out of games a bit faster than the really big expansive maps and I still like those this is just kind of a, a, a change of pace so we've been having fun playing that um uh, a couple new weapons like the SLR, the QBU's new DMRs. They've rebalanced a lot of the weapons to make SMGs more powerful and rifles not as accurate as before. So, kind of before this, the unless you got a a, a sniper rifle, just getting a, a regular assault rifle was kind of it was a, the best overall. You could shoot distance, you could shoot, you know, uh, switch to auto fire and shoot people close. But now they've made SMGs kind of stand up and hold up a little better better despite their lack of range. So I've been doing that. I know it's not too interesting, most of the RP gamers. Uh, MechWarrior Online, maybe a little more so. Uh, after playing Battletech a bunch, I kind of got more into the Battletech MechWarrior fever. and uh, Some other friends I play with I used to play, so they jump back in and my brother got really into it, so we're doing a lot of bouts of uh, 12 on 12, uh, big stompy mech action. It's See, a lot I played play that as well. Yeah, you should play with us. Though our I know our time time differences are pretty Yeah, well, bad. you know,
5: there are week these are weekends for that.
1: <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, what what uh mechs do you roll with, Alice? Uh,
5: I tend to go towards uh, heavies and assaults because while I like piloting lights, I am really bad at it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and, uh, those piranhas are really annoying. So you can get these little small piranhas and just basically their whole front of the mech looks like it's got a weapon on it, which it does. And they're really fast and really short and they can get right behind a big mech and shoot them in the back a whole bunch and just blow up a big mech in a few seconds. So they're really, really annoying. But uh, the one I was rolling with for a while was uh, an Annihilator, the Mean Baby, is his nickname. The name is so funny, I had to, I had to get it.
5: The The thing to me, though, is the Annihilator looks like the Dragonzord from Power Rangers. (laughs) And it's really distracting when I see one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I had to get a Marauder. Because that was my old favorite mech from the old school Battletech days. Um, I forget which... uh...
5: Gundam, that was that it uh, was the Marauder is based off uh, one of the Zentradi mecha from Macross. That's, um, yes. It was one of the ones that got involved in the legal disputes. I have both a Marauder and a Marauder to see. Yeah, see,
1: so, yeah, I played Battletech, uh, the tabletop board game, back when I was in middle school. So I have like the 90, 1993 3rd uh, edition set, and it has all the uh, unseen mecha in there. So Back then, the Unseen, they're called now, the, the band mechs are the only ones I really knew for a while. So I kind of have a fond nostalgia for all those old rip, uh, models they ripped off from the from all the Japanese mecha. Uh, and some of those ripoffs were just like, hey, it kind of looks alike. They're like, they look exactly alike. <laughs> so well, I mean, no, I
5: mean, for a while, they had permission to use those designs. Yeah. Um, but that... Kind of dead. It's again, it's one of those, it, it all kind of comes under that same legal storm surrounding Harmony Gold and the Macross license. It's, yeah. it's a, it is an absolute state, even though some of those lawsuits have been dismissed at this point.
1: Yeah, and that's a good news because so I played a lot of Battletech, the other PC game that just came out, and I, they had to take out some of those unseen mech. And now that that lawsuit settled, we're hoping some of the new DLC, the new mechs they add, the new chassis will be some of those. That were part of that lawsuit but i guess we'll find out uh so that's been my video gaming not a lot of rpgs i haven't really had a lot of time to sit down and kind of go through i still have sweet code and two pending uh which i've been meaning to get back to i just haven't um but out of the video game world i've been starting to play this tabletop game called infinity and uh it's a friend plays it in Dallas and is showing me. And the I think the miniatures and the models look amazing. And they kind of have like a a um, anime vibe to them, their style. This and I just got this guy last night with some store credit at the store. I think he looks pretty cool. But uh, I think a guy you I just put a link in there. And it's called the Blackjacks. There's a bunch of different factions. And I think you probably like this one, Alice. Kind of looks like a Japanese mech type
5: design. Oh uh, yeah, I'm sort, of, I'm sort of tangentially familiar with Infinity because um, yeah, I've got a friend who's really into wargaming um, who um, who doesn't play Infinity, but I've seen a lot of their miniatures around.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think the miniatures look uh, Those are the best looking miniatures I've seen, and it's a lot faster paced, and it's not you don't need a million. You know, or you know, fifty, sixty armies like in Warhammer, or, or soldiers for your armies in Warhammer. It's much more scaled down. It's faster paced. Uh, it's, it kind of feels like you're playing a game of XCOM almost, but it's all in front of you, and you move your guys around. And the fact that you're playing tabletop and you can communicate and physically move stuff around, you have a lot more tactical options and a lot more interface besides just move here and shoot there's a lot of things you can do a lot of skills you can use and uh you probably it's hard you don't realize when you're playing video games but a lot of this stuff would be difficult to implement in a video game so it really kind of shows off the strengths of something like tabletop as opposed to just playing a tactical uh, video pc type game so having a lot of fun with that and i've also like i said i've been getting into the doing some of the painting and. And the hobby portion of it which i found more enjoyable than i had anticipated i would and so it, it takes a lot of time like hours to well i'll go through these models don't come like you used to open the package and they're like a fully built toy like that the they come in like the small ones can maybe be two or three pieces but some of the bigger ones come in like 15 different pieces so in order to get the detail they 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 uh they fill these and they mold them and then they machine them and then they print them out. It's like almost like those little plastic cutouts where you gotta snip pieces off. I gotta are file are down they plastic? All the extra stuff. No, these are actually metal. Okay. Now Warhammer, uh, I think has gone to plastic these days, um, but no, they, these are actually metal. Which, they, to me, it makes them a little nicer in the end, and you can they're a little more detailed than you can probably get out of a plastic. But it's also more work. So. Uh, I gotta sniff these out, and then there's like all the extra flash of the, where they filled in the metal. So there's like these little things that stick out. You gotta clip those off, and then I get little files and I file down all the little pieces that are hanging off that aren't supposed to be there. And then once you do that, then you gotta figure out how it's put together, and you gotta super glue each little part on and make sure they. Some of them don't match up that well, and you gotta bend so it. It can be almost like I'm about to grab you and throw you in the trash or piss me off kind of thing, or an arm keeps falling off, and but as you start to do it, you start to kind of, okay, I see what I'm doing here, you kind of get the trick down, and it helps a little bit. Some of them are still frustrating, especially the older ones, I'm told, and I had, a, I got a few older ones. Um, so I've been doing a lot of that. Would, that's just assembling it. Then you got to prime it, and then you got to paint it, and so each mini can take several hours. Do you paint them want... while they're separated to make it easier? No, because uh, you'll ruin it putting them together and getting through all of it. So the point, it's harder to paint two and separate because you, I mean, you can just slap some base coats on it and call it a day. Mm. And, you know, it's good. it'll look better than, you know, a silver unpainted model. But if you want to get a little more detail and the lighting and the shading, having it all together really helps you get the angles and the lighting and the highlighting properly because it's hard to maybe a really good artist could do it separate because they can kind of visualize it I'm definitely not that skilled so having them all put together then you can kind of see how everything goes together and what shading what and where the light's going to be hitting and try to highlight those certain portions does that make sense like it 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 kind of gives context and um, relativity to each piece towards the other uh, as part of the whole model and uh, I, I would have a hard time making it Look decent, painting them separately. but I think some of the really big models and some of the other games, they people do uh, pay some portion separately just for ease of doing so. Um, and then I'm playing a game called Scythe a lot, which is like board game of the year in like 2016. We play about three or four rounds of that. They're about two three hours each, and it's it's kind of. Uh, there's some mechs in that, too. It looks really cool. I love the artwork and inside. And I think they're making a video game for it at some point, or they've been talking about it. But it's kind of more of a strategy version. You're a fact... There's different factions, and you... It's not necessarily a combat game, though. It has combat. It's got mechs you can create, a uh, build, but it's kind of more... It's not even empire building, but it's kind of like building up resources by doing different actions and then trying to get to certain parts in the board to get you... There's like events that pop up. That you they can say get it's bonuses. an
0: engine building game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Weird. It's 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 really fun though. Uh, once you get it, it's the first game's a little bit to learn, like usual board games. But it's not super complex, like a Twilight Imperium or something like that. It's a little more. Uh, it's a little easier to learn than that. But uh, we're having you know a blast playing that. We have about the last three. We also I'm have
0: like, my little scythe. <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: I don't know what that is. But you see some of the artwork on there? It's pretty cool, huh? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
1: it's, I, I, that's what – the artwork drew me, and then I was reading just rave reviews about it. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll have to pick this up. So that's why I haven't been playing as many video game RPGs as quite lately just because these other hobbies and board games and weekend adventures have been taking up some of my longer chunks of video game time that I usually do to RPGs play RPGs with us. I don't really it's hard for me to get in and out of an RPG playing thirty minutes to an hour at a time, like I can with a couple matches of Mech Warrior, a couple matches of PUBG. I like to sit down and play an RPG for at least a couple hours to kinda get into it and make some progress. Cool. So that's about it for me.
0: Alrighty. Well let's jump into news, folks. Beep 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 beep. Thank beep, you, beep, beep. Kelly. Rathalos is coming to Aorzia! Alice, are you excited to play Monster Hunter in Final Fantasy and vice
5: versa? I mean this probably means less to me because I've never really got into Monster Hunter, ah, but I mean I'm gonna so I'm good. still gonna Yeah, but I'm still gonna do it.
0: Alright, so they finally gave us a date for when the Monster Hunter stuff's coming to 14. It is August seventh. Which um I think we just heard that uh, Behemoth is coming to Monster Hunter on like August first or so. So shouldn't be too long separation between the two. And then you'll be able to go into the, in 14 at least, you'll be able to play in the trial against the King of the Skies, Rathalos. Level 70 players who've completed the Stormblood main scenario will be eligible, which I think is really cruel because it means if you are coming to this game fresh and you want to do this, you either have to pay for the little skips and then play through all of Stormblood or potentially play what took me over a month of, of gameplay to actually catch up and be eligible to. <laughs> to play be this. fair,
5: they have been teasing this cross this particular event for months now. Uh, like no, since E three, right? No, no. They, I'm pretty sure they announced it earlier hmm. than E three. E three was the first out. one was when the trailer came out. But I'm pretty sure this has been a known thing for quite some time. Alright so
0: still, it's they didn't tease the requirements. That's for sure. So okay, so they're going to have us two quests to do this. So it's not just going to be like a world monster pop, it's going to be a normal quest which is eight player party and an extreme version which is a four player party. Wow. And it looks like they're bringing in weird Monster Hunter mechanics into Final Fantasy 14. So like little stuns where you have Chocobos floating around your head and um there's mounting mechanics where you can sit on the monster and stab them and stuff like that, so it should be interesting. You can get some uh, Poogie and Palico minions, you can get a Rathalos mount to ride around on, and a barbecue spit furnishing for your housing. So, And, of course, Rathalos armor. And apparently it's going to be a permanent part of the game, so this is going to stick around for forever. So that's cool, too.
2: Well, yeah, at least it doesn't go away, so you can do it eventually. eventually.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. So I'm anticipating jumping back into both Monster Hunter World and Final Fantasy XIV come August. I don't know. Alice sounds like she's down for it. and I don't think anyone else here plays XIV, or at least is anywhere near close to what you need to be to play this.
2: (laughs) No, every time I think I'm going to jump back into XIV, something else comes up that's more of a time sink. Hmm.
4: There is that four day free trial of 14 going on right
1: now.
0: You, you, I, and you should give it a try, but you are not going to catch up in the four days.
1: <laughs> oh, hell, hell no. I played 14 for a bit. I think I have maybe level 25, 30 guys, but couldn't stick with it for whatever reason.
0: Hmm. All right. We got a new a game announcement called Hegemony Pass from Meringue Entertainment. It is a side scrolling turn based pixel art RPG. It has to do, like, you're playing as gods, like, Persephone and stuff, and mm-hmm. your mother is, like, gone or is leading a war, and Hades has disappeared, and things are weird, so... Like, things... you're trying to get the kid back from Hades, yeah. Okay. So... Uh, there's things happening. <laughs> And you steal titles from monsters, and it gives you powers, and I don't know. It watch the trailer. It's pixel art. The trailer kind of won me over. It was okay. cool looking. So you
4: jumping yeah, on yeah. it? Yeah,
2: I really like the art style. Hmm.
4: for For one of those games that sounds like it's a collection of buzzwords, like you read so many of them, like oh, it's pixel art and it's turn based. It looks
0: very unique. That's for darn sure. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have an announcement from Cygames Games that they are going to bring out localized versions of Grand Blue, uh, Grand Brew, Grand Blue Fantasy Project Re Colon Link, which is Hopefully a
4: it'll Get or... a decent name at some point,
5: <laughs> maybe. Uh, a... You know, I actually, I actually, uh, the weirdest. I, th- I remember bringing this up on the. Um, I think I bring, brought this one up on the cast before. Um, this looked really, really odd. I mean, Grand Blue Fantasy is uh, one of those more infamous Japanese gacha games that's quite famous for. Um, I think it was one of those yeah. games. It's a mobile free-to-play caused, play like, a game lord. where you're
0: supposed to spend lots of money to get your character. Yeah, right? but uh,
5: it was one of those ones that I think did it so bad it actually forced a law change in Japan. Right, right. <laughs> but and this one, I mean, from um, what what was weird about this one was like, oh yeah, it's an RPG. It's it's set in the Granblue Fantasy world. I can see characters that are, you know, that were in the mobile game. And then the logos came up and it's made by bloody Platinum. Yep. Like, what? <laughs> Who's, who at Psy Games sold their soul to get Platinum in as a developer? Yeah, but
0: remember, stuff? Platinum makes things like, um, you know, that uh, Airbender RPG and stuff too. It's not like everything is top content out
5: of them. Well, yeah, money. but I mean, like, they're still gonna, they're probably still going to make a really good game out of it. That's Maybe. the hit I thinks. mean, Maybe. when of Pla- <laughs>
3: Games makes pretty darn good license games. I mean, yeah. they made Transformers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They did. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> saying pretty they've pretty made, they've
5: made other ones that aren't as good.
3: They've made a couple lemons.
5: Well, no, I'm just kind of wondering how on earth Games were able to convince them to take the license. Anyways, I need to go and finish cooking my dinner. <laughs> okay, thanks, Alice. <laughs> See you later.
0: <laughs> All right, so that's Grand Blue. Next up, Divinity Original Sin Two has announced that they're adding a DLC character to their Definitive Edition, and if you pre-order the um, console version of that Definitive Edition for Xbox One or PS4, you get it for free. Can Can you explain the joke in
4: this to me? Because I don't I know yeah. what the joke is. Sin-
0: there well, isn't a well joke. it's a squirrel. There's a squirrel. Yeah. The character is a squirrel riding a cat skeleton. I don't know what's going on, but he's <laughs> trying to stop the return of the great acorn, or the coming of the great acorn. And it sounds funny. And I'm hoping it's well written. I'm intrigued. Um so, I think the in game character model looks okay. They released some concept art for it, which is freaking wicked looking. I highly recommend finding <laughs> that.
3: I wonder if this is sort of a a gag off of um you know in Neverwinter Nights? There's yeah, a guy. the hamster. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah
0: it, it, it could be.
2: It made me think of the dog in Labyrinth that rides oh. the other dog whose name escapes me.
3: I haven't seen Labyrinth
0: in so long. I can't remember Mm. anything other than David Bowie.
1: (laughs) What Neverwinter Nights hamster is there? Um, the uh,
0: Boo, the friend (laughs) of uh, Minks. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. So he's he's a miniature giant space hamster, right? So here, I think I know that Divinity folks are extremely heavily influenced by the Old Gate games and stuff. So it wouldn't be surprising to me if this is kind of came out of like people saying you guys should put a weird character in like that but i don't know for sure i don't know the story here um i'm not that close to their forums to to really know um but yeah they they've got sir laura the the hamps uh, the squirrel and he he talks with like this very english adulty uh deep voice but it's a tiny little squirrel trying to lead you he's not a combat party member he's a companion so he goes wrong with you and you're kind of doing the fighting for him. But he does ride around on his um, cat skeleton and whatever.
2: See, I had a hard time telling if it was a cat or just a pointy eared dog.
0: Well, I mean, that's the problem. The skeleton has ears, which is weird. Cause
2: yeah, they uh, wouldn't. That drove me crazy.
0: <laughs> but it looks like a cat to me, but I guess you're right. I don't know for sure.
2: Yeah, it t- it moved like a cat. Yeah. It had the kind of the sleeker movements Requires for sure, but... taxonomy
3: clarification. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, it is it is a skeleton, so it doesn't matter that much.
3: <laughs> no, very important.
0: Okay, my apologies, Anna. Uh, find out more soon. Uh, August 31st is when the the Definitive Edition comes out. I don't know anything about the Definitive Edition as far as, like, do your saves carry over? If you have the PC version, do you get the Definitive Edition?
1: Do I need to buy it again? I, I don't you know any of that. Did it?
0: Huh? Did, you did you I kickstart
1: it? No. I know they're giving it the Definitive Edition to those who already owned it on PC who kickstarted it. Okay. They may do it for those who've already bought it, but I can't. I'm not totally for sure. Okay. But I know they mentioned as a Kickstarter And Do you know if
0: there's any good. save compatibility? Like, is this an in-place upgrade, or is this a... You don't know, probably.
1: I don't think there's save compatibility. Well, it, there wasn't on the original. Because I'm, think. like, halfway through the game. But I could <sighs> be wrong. I would look into it. It's worth looking into.
0: They do a lot of tweaking of the game in the Definitive Edition, it sounds like. Um, make the combat difficulty scale a lot better, in theory. Um, I don't know if they've actually pulled it off. That's what they claim. And um, they've... Apparently lengthened out the last chapter of the game because apparently it was quite rushed originally. So, look forward to that later in August. Um, in the meantime, South Park, South Park, South Park. What's it has called? Has a new DLC, yep. fractured butthole. Yep. Bring the crunch is what the name of the DLC is. It's a standalone side story. You must solve the mysterious disappearances of the summer camp counselors at Lake Tartakaka.
3: Yes, you get a new friend. Mintberry okay. Crunch.
0: Mintberry Crunch.
3: Thus, bring the crunch.
0: Okay. <laughs> sounds like a pony name. Mintberry Crunch. Or a <laughs> cereal, I guess. It's know. a cereal. All right. Uh in the new superhero class final girl will be available and um at all that additions will carry over into your main game after you finish the DLC. So, if you're in the middle of the game, you could go stop out, do that and go back to your main game adventure, I guess. I, I don't know how much it is or anything, but uh, that is coming... When is um,
3: that coming? July 31st. Oh, July.
0: July. That's very shortly. Ten days. Okay. God Wars 2 was announced. Who's excited for more God Wars? Me. Me. Yeah, yeah. that's what I figured, the two of you. Uh, Katakara Games has announced a sequel to God Wars called God Wars 2, <laughs> and mm-hmm. they are going to have new characters, it looks like. Um, Nakata Tekami and... Let's see... And someone He's named the son Orochi, of one of the
4: characters from the first game. Yeah. Okay,
0: and someone named Orochi, who's inherited the spirit of Yamata no Orochi. Okay, I don't know what's going on. The uh, story uh, will focus I, on I the national we'll defense of Japan. Japanese mythology, as the world transitions from a world of gods to a world of men. Okay, but... one of those stories.
4: It was a really cool game, like that mixed a lot of like history and mythology together. So that kind of makes sense All right. for a sequel
0: you know what i want as a as an rpg i want like a game with the storytelling trappings of an an old japanese godzilla movie Uh, and like the weird uh, crap that happens in that
2: zhp um dark death evil man versus never ending or never ending ranger is sort of like okay
0: cool I'll have to track that down. Do we have ZHP, Anna?
3: I don't think so. That,
0: that, that would have been one of the ones you picked up, because I think like that's a tactical a, game. It's a roguelike game. Oh, it's a roguelike. Oh, it's a roguelike. Yeah, it's, oh, a never rogue-like. Mind it's not my I don't want a game, game at, at all. all.
2: I don't want to... a that, roguelike. That, that's more of... It, it's got Power Rangers trappings and that more, but there's, ta- there's Godzilla stuff. I want
0: little tiny ladies summoning Mothra and stuff, you know? Come on. <laughs> I think what I'm saying is I just want to watch anime. And isn't, so I'll just oh, shut Zeta. up now. Okay, <laughs> Cyber Connect Two is bringing out a trilogy of games that aren't really related. But um, let me let me tell you about only, the ones. Only
3: only oh, one of them is relevant well, to us. Let me get there. Let me get there.
0: So we've got um, uh, Tokyo Ogre Gate, which is I don't know some weird. Uh, which one was that? No, no, no. The one that was the part. That was the parkour action game. That's the parkour action game. We've got Cecile, which is um, a gothic lolita beating up things with an umbrella. But then most importantly, we have what is a sequel to Tale Concerto and Solado Robo. And it's called Fuga. And it's got all these cute little animal kids in a tank. It's going to be a delightful game, isn't it, Anna?
3: Yeah. So the idea is... is, um, How did they explain the story? So there's... Um, an army that's sort of taken over... I, I can't remember if it's the world or, like, a big section of the world. And so there's 11 children that have taken over a tank. And they are attempting to take their families back from the Empire. However, the problem, sort of the moral dilemma that you are going to run into is in order to fire the tank's weapon... You have to sacrifice one of the children. It is such a
4: weird departure. You know, like, Solitarumbo was this cute, extremely cute, gorgeous little DS game. You know, like, uh, very colorful and light and fun. And then then now we're making this really dark, like, Danganronpa-almost inspired, like pick which kid you're going to sacrifice. I'm like, oh,
1: jeez, man. Oh, I'm pretty sure you can find one of them little bastards to sacrifice. <laughs>
2: yes. No, I have a feeling that they're going to make all 11 of those kids just cute and a adorable just to make it 10 times they are
3: cute and adorable we have like artwork of most of them at this point
0: get rid of the fat one he looks useless oh Chris! the four-year-old has to go because they're just too much of a burden on the team (sighs) um that one looks really smart keep him around uh oh she's got a vapid look to her face sacrifice her um hey
2: chris the fat one is a cat screw you
0: yeah well there's it's cats and dogs kelly we don't have a lot of options here we're talking survival of the world.
3: So, yeah, in the trailer, you can actually see all 11 of them, but we do have con- either concept art or flat art of some of the kids as well. Um, So, yeah. This that's, is too depressing. That's what, that's what Chris is talking about, the fat one and the young one. So, like, we have Boron, and he's a big, big kitty. He carries around a fork. Pitchfork? No, no, that's a fork. Oh. <laughs> you think he eats <laughs>
0: with it? He's not bailing hay with it.
3: That that looks like a fork.
0: Oh no. Um,
3: <laughs> okay. And then there's little uh, May, and she's four. She's very cute. Yeah.
0: Useless. <sighs> into the into the turret. All right. No, Chris. Namco <laughs> Namco has announced a new game <laughs> called Digimon Survive. It's a survival RPG with with Digimon so okay it's a Digimon game Anna are you interested no Alice left so I don't know if she's interested wait you like Digimon games
3: yeah but I haven't played the last few
0: okay so let me let me try and get you in on this uh first of all you you wanted to play the most recent one because it was um a sequel to uh the The one
3: that I haven't played
0: yeah but you still wanted to play it so remember The, the 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 sleuth one cyber sleuth or whatever
3: yeah, when I get around to playing the first Cyber Sleuth, I will eventually get around to playing the second Cyber Sleuth. But
0: this one is a visual novel, plus strategy RPG, plus adventure, plus monster raising. Okay. Does that tick at least a few of your boxes? Sure. It should, like, tick all of your boxes. Okay, you don't care about adventures that much, but it's a visual novel strategy RPG with monster raising, Anna. Okay. How can you not be excited? She's not excited.
3: You
2: know, between this game and the last batch of games, are you just getting the impression that devs are like just picking buzzwords out of a hat and making trying to make games out of them? I, I'm
0: looking at the screenshots, and it looks like it has all those things. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. It is. Um, let's see. It stars a kid who gets lost in the digital world. How how unique for Digimon. Um, he partners out with Agamon, which is the little T Rex guy, to find his way back home. There's Story choices that affect the story and your Digimon evolutions, with key points and hints to be discovered while exploring the game's world. It's being developed for Switch and PS4, coming out in 2019 in Japan. No word on a localization. I bet we get this. but
4: who knows? We get everything now. We're getting the Grand Blue game, and that isn't out in the West, so. We <sighs> hey, get everything. You know what else we we're egg-
0: getting? Egg- oh, go ahead. Mm. I was going to say, we're getting a remaster and re edition of The Bard's Tale, and it's going to have a physical edition. Oh, have just announced, the physical edition. With a new trailer, where you can hear Carrie Elwes do a really weird accent, and, um, yeah. Ah, uh, The Bard's Tale. If you'd like a physical, edi- visual, bleh, a physical version of the remaster and re edition of The Bard's Tale, which is being done by... What? Uh, in exile right huh
4: red art games is doing the limited release it says yeah but
0: i think in exile is doing the remaster okay Uh, yeah and this is a remaster of it
1: to someone else huh i thought they gave it to someone else to do who in exile yeah Oh, uh, they're doing the new Bard's Tale. I didn't think they were doing uh, the re-release. So Square One is
0: also listed on here, so maybe they're the ones doing it. I I don't know
1: anymore. I I figured Square
0: One is the people who did the original one for the PS2, which this is a remaster of. I can't keep up, people. I don't know. All I know is Carrie Elwes does voices in that. That's Wesley from The Princess Bride and Robin Hood from Robin Hood Men in Tights, and that's all I need to hear. He's also in the Saw movies, but I don't watch those because they're scary. And you can get the physical pre- You can pre-order the physical version for 25 euros. I have no idea what it is in U.S. (laughs) But you can pre-order it on on their website starting on August 13th or starting now. Hey, this is only a European pre-order.
2: Yeah. What is this? That disappointed me. (laughs) What?
0: This isn't fair to us
2: also T- tony J does a voice in it too yes that's he does the narrator
0: yeah this yeah it's very cool i don't know what else he's from but he has a very you know like um, I, he, I recognize his voice
2: frollo in hunchback of notre Dame* and megabyte from reboot <gasps> that's
0: okay yep and yeah. he's passed away though makes me yeah
2: sense. but still his, his voice is amazing and his commentary in that game is just perfect
0: Magicals, I, I do want to. I want to play that remake. So when that I actually comes out, I don't know when it's actually coming out, though, for real and in the US. But um we'll see. In the meantime, Magic Scroll Tactics is he- heading to Switch. Haven't heard of it? That's okay. Neither have I. <laughs> I think it's only in Jap- Japan right now. No, it's on Steam in English. Oh, Steam in English. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. All right, it's a side-scrolling tactical RPG with a heavy focus on elevation. And uh yeah. Oh okay, so it matters where your troops are left and right and up and down, but there's no like overhead map. Oh that's cool. Um and then it uh yeah, it was out in April twenty eighteen on PC via Steam in both Japan and English. And what do we have? We don't have a release date for the Switch edition or if the Switch edition is coming to the West. To Hell with Hell. No, that's a game name. I'm not just getting cussy. Um, publisher Deck13 and developer Lazarite Games say, To Hell with Hell is a top-down pixel art roguelike with bullet hell elements. So... Nope, nope,
3: nope, 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 nope. Anna's nope. out
0: because she's not we into got... things like, um, you know, Enter the Gungeon. <laughs> this this sounds like a new game,
3: Chris. Um
0: uh, I'd rather get into Enter the Gungeon, though, is the problem, so I don't know if this is for me either, because I kind of feel like we have games like this already. But it's already out on PC now, on Steam Early Access, for $17. Um,
3: so you play a Russian stripper. Okay. Her name is Natasha. Mm-hmm. And you have been dragged into hell, Okay. where you discover Asmodeus has been locked away by his enemies.
0: Is Asmodeus like the devil in this situation? Yeah, he's the ruler of hell. Okay. And so and what are you going to do, free him and have them let you go?
3: You have masks. Okay. And when you wear the masks, you transform into things. Yeah. Like knights and demons and clowns. Okay. And um, when you transform, you can equip different things like shovels and guns and unicorns. Okay. And then you can head into the randomly generated levels of the fiery underworld and save the lord of hell. Okay. So if you want to pick it up, it's on Steam early access. It will normally cost sixteen ninety nine, but if you get in early enough, it'll be twenty percent off.
0: There you go. Pillars. Oh, go ahead.
3: Hmm?
0: Oh, I thought someone was going to say something. I'm, I'm going to, to say. They're all laughing. The Pillars of Eternity: Deadfire is getting um, an update. So they're having a, a little preview of Beast of Winter, which is that upcoming big DLC, and they've shown off that. Uh, you're going to have a new companion, a new sidekick in the it's game.
3: a three-eyed Yeti yak.
1: I don't know. He's, it's a weird... He's really pretty.
3: He's... Is he- there's
0: a lot of blood, and one of his... <laughs> he, I, he actually should have six eyes, but, like, three of them are not there anymore, and he's a looker. He, he's a looker. The godlike. He's a priest of Rirmgr- Rirmgand, and I don't know what's going on, so... You can get him in your party, though. I don't know if you need to be, like, evil to get him or anything like that, but uh, I don't know how that recruitment works in Pillars 2. Yeah. (laughs) But you can see some more about that on their page. And then there's, like, a big... uh, There's a sneak peek from one of the little story tale things that you get in uh, Pillars where you have, like, little choose-your-own-adventures, and you have a manifestation of the God Worm God and looks like a giant version (laughs) of a beast version of this character and has all his eyes and big horns and I don't know things are going on be careful and then there's a dragon and who knows what else get to fight things because pillars this 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 particular expansion does not look very piratey I will say that I don't know what that matters but is there's it a lot of pirate- supposed to be well there's a lot of pirates in pillars too you're like sailing around on pirate ship and stuff
3: okay Okay. We had week two of the JRPG July. Yeah. So yeah. Sam talked about Final Fantasy XV, and Josh talked about Spy. Yep, and there's more about Spy there. I talked about Odin Sphere, and Wheels talked about um, Ease Eight, and Strawberry Eggs talked about Radiant Historia, Perfect Chronology, and that was everybody.
0: All righty and we also have a review of smt strange journey redux or redo by mike Menke, so you can see what he thought about that uh, and then we have some briefs for you inazuma 11 aries we've got some screenshots and stuff that you can go check on the site just to get some like little story details uh, we still don't have any news on the english release for that right oh n- 2019 we do ha- we do know it's coming just not till next year we have the console episode three that's that uh adventure game where you're playing like the french adventure uh, investigator and we talked about the nose scar and stuff if you remember that the third adventure the third chapter's out um mary skelter is out on pc now go
3: buy it that game is so good
0: i loved um, it call of cthulhu has a release date anna are you excited
3: yeah it's like halloween right
0: october 30th yeah uh, Super Darrow Deluxe has added two-player co-op. So if you're into that game, check that out. And enter the Gungeon's getting an expansion.
3: Oh, it has an expansion. Oh, free
0: expansion. Yeah, it's Ad- out. Advanced Gungeons and Drag Guns. <laughs> <laughs> it's a best name. It's so cool. I actually want to just boot this up to play this expansion. So I might do that. I'm not good I'm at the game, it. though, so it
1: might take me a while to learn it. People are more, like going crazy or, over this expansion. Yeah. Say what, uh, Jonathan? There's more, some on Twitter say there's more people concurrently playing this game than ever before. So I think it's like a big hit for them right now.
3: Yeah, yeah. If people are going crazy over this. That
1: looks so cool.
0: And the name's perfect. Gungeons and Dragons. <sighs> we had a question of the week last week, Anna. Yes. It was, what Modern Tales game should you play? So yes. let me tell you what you should play. Lord Golbez says, uh, puts in a vote for Berseria. He's in the middle of it and quite enjoying it. I started on Zesteria first and gave up pretty early, but Biseria is probably the best modern Tales game I've played. It might even unseat Destiny for me, which has remained my favorite Tales game from the start. Uh, Tales of Destiny, I hope he means, and not yes. just Destiny the, yeah, the game. Yeah, Tales Destiny? of Destiny. Okay. <laughs> Alex, a uh, normal podcast participant, says, I'm assuming modern means Symphonia and onwards, so here's my order. Symphonia then vesperia then graces f then exilia then abyss then exilia 2 then zesteria then hearts r though as it's the oldest of the group pause may find symphonia a bit clunky so it would probably suggest that only after finding out if you like the quicker modern ones i've not played berseria yet but all the reaction has been that it's at least a step back up again after zesteria so this, you notice that second one there is vesperia anna which is getting a remake yes all right ninji gave us a novel catching us up on the entire history of the tales series
3: it <laughs> was amazing so
0: here's the list of games because you need to go to the show thread and just read this to because it's very long <laughs> but number one for you anna is apparently tales of symphonia mm-hmm. number two tales of the abyss mm-hmm. um, which is either on ps2 or 3ds tales of vesperia which is of course the the remake one coming tales of graces f which i do have you could try Tales of Exilia, then Tales of Exilia 2, then Tales of Z- Zesteria, and then Tales of Berseria. So I don't know why that's number eight on his list, because it's listed so, as being better than Zesteria. but so whatever. So I think
3: it's because of the chronological order.
0: I, I do agree that if you play them in this order, you can probably appreciate them all without feeling backwards as far as systems and stuff. Yeah. But well, whatever. It doesn't matter.
2: To me, you don't need Zesteria at all. You <laughs> did. There's a for for story stuff. There's a couple of things that you kind of but ser- kind of.
0: Perseria is a prequel to Zysteria, isn't
2: it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the connection is extremely loose. And for me, I had to like Wikipedia the connection, and I was like, oh yeah. I yeah, felt like I, some
0: of the characters yeah. are the same.
2: I think there's like one character. Okay. That's the same.
0: All right, Michael App says skip all recommendations and play Grace's F. Well, not really, but Grace's F is awesome. So don't play Grace's F? I don't if know Wheels anymore. recommends it. <laughs> Wheels recommends <laughs> nothing, I guess. Right. Featherhoof says, Planet benefic- Big fan of the Tales series since I played my first intro to the series, um, which was Eternia, which was localized as Tales of Destiny 2 here. Uh, so here's the top five chart from Featherhoof. Number one, Vesperia. Number two, Berseria. Number three, Abyss. Number four, Symphonia. Number five, Eternia. Grace's F used to be on the list, but got bumped up after Berseria corrected the mistake that was Zysteria. I thought people liked Zysteria. Where did all the Zysteria hate come from?
2: Because it's extremely dull.
0: Oh, okay.
2: The, the story, I mean, if you think Shining Residence Refrain had a dull story, Zysteria's story it was just...
3: I don't think that the refrain Shining Residence story is dull. I think it's predictable.
0: Well, so is this okay. series, so...
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. Now, Grace's F is happens.
2: cool,
0: because it has, like, a childhood friend who gets possessed and stuff, so...
2: Yeah. Grace's F had a good story.
0: Um, okay. That's it. We don't have a question for this week, do we? We didn't think of one. Oh, no.
2: Panic. Panic. <laughs> Which of your children would you sacrifice no. to canon? No. All right, we're moving on. <laughs> no. If you want to leave us just general feedback,
0: it's podcast at rpgamer.com. You can call or text us at 608 729 4098. And of course, you can go to the show thread right on rpgamer.com. Find the uh, podcast section, go to the RPG cast, post right there in the thread and we'll read your feedback right here on the show. We're on Twitter at twitter.com slash rpgamer twitch.tv slash rpgamer if you want to listen to us live 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. But I want to tell you what you can play this week. Here's what's coming out. Banner Saga 3 for PC, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. Finally, you can finish Banner Saga and see if that has a happy ending. Ooh. Unlikely. <laughs> um, e's Memory of Celceta is coming to PC
3: yay i like that
2: game does
0: that have a good localization yes okay yeah. it's exceed yeah. and exceed's doing the pc yes yeah. okay or somebody good that they hired. i don't know okay ganbare super strikers for pc mac and linux i don't know anything about this i don't remember anything about this it is I, fun to say ganbare i know we've probably covered it oh yeah we did i just don't remember the details all right
3: it's a, it's a soccer, soccer, RPG. RPG, soccer rpg
0: but yeah. it's not um it's not inazuma yeah so go check that out. Um, that's all I got. Not a lot of RPGs. What are you going to be playing this week, Anna? Uh,
3: Tokyo Xanadu.
0: And
3: Jonathan?
1: I'm not sure. Oh. Maybe, maybe Banner Saga when it comes up. Okay.
0: Josh. Zvi. Kelly. Octopath. And I'm going to be getting back into my Metroidvaniavania, I think. Um, now that Doctor Who's wrapping up Monday night um, I should be back in on that so Whew. that's it for me that's it for you thanks everybody for watching us we'll see you next week 9am pacific noon eastern right here on twitch.tv slash rpgamer until then enjoy playing the games that you're catching up on or a couple of these things that are coming out maybe you haven't tried before or Banner Saga 3 if you want to wrap that up and maybe see how you can avoid the end of the world in that game because I'm assuming you can't because that's kind of the tone they've set <laughs> But enjoy either way. Um we'll see you next week. Any parting words of wisdom, folks?
2: Um I've I've got nothing. Don't
0: don't don't sacrifice your kids. Don't sacrifice the kids. We'll see you next week. Bye everyone. Bye bye.